Hello, I'm Greg. Let's have an inappropriate conversation about the wonders. It's probably more common for other people, but even for me, sometimes a relationship with a musical artist is about just one song. As you can tell from that intro, this is going to be an episode where I don't include any of the music that I normally use from Kevin McLeod. Uh, his music can be found at Incompetech.com. Don't worry, the uh, intros and outros and the different drummer cues from McLeod will be back probably starting next time I record. And also, I don't think I'm going to include any promos. This will be the first time an Inappropriate Conversations, to my knowledge, has ever been released without any promos of other shows. That also will be back because I'm still enjoying a lot of other podcasts, but I've got a lot to cover today and I want to give all the time I can to the music, including the intro for this one by Danger Man, a song called Let's Make a Deal. 
It came out in the self-titled album by them, Danger Man, released in 1999. And in a lot of ways, that's the inspiration for what I want to do in this particular inappropriate conversation. I want to talk about, I'm not going to call it one-hit wonders, because in some cases, you can make a good argument that there's no hits. There's very few hits that are going to be played today, as a matter of fact. But it's the concept of the one song. Now, in the most recent Inappropriate Conversation, I did give a heads up that there was going to be at least one more music-laden show coming, and here it is. The format of the show will return to normal with the next Inappropriate Conversations recording starting in June. But the music may come back later this year, because there's some things that I just feel I can express better by sharing my love for music. And so this isn't uh, the last time, but it's a one-off for now. But the other thing I covered in the last Inappropriate Conversations was this notion of first track. And first track is something I'm doing kind of in my personal life, just kind of reminiscing, using shuffle on my MP3 player to find an artist for me, and then thinking through, well, what was the first song that made me commit to that artist? And the rule about committing to an artist is that I needed to have bought music from that artist after hearing that first track, and therefore I needed to have more than just one song on my player, which means that if there's an artist on my MP3 player hanging around with 13,000 other songs, but if there's an artist on my MP3 player that I only have one song from, then they, that musician can't be a candidate for first track. Because for there to be a first track, there's got to be more. The other thing that made me think of it, though, is I recently took a driving vacation, kind of crossing the state line on a holiday, if you will. And during that time, six solid hours of driving, listening to a playlist that I created a few years ago. If I'd mentioned this playlist before, I apologize for the repetition, but... I knew I had a long car ride ahead of me. It might have even been 10 or 11 hours if I decided to go straight through. And I was going to be alone in the car. And my first thought was that I can remember back to when I was a kid and and CDs didn't exist. Telling uh, my parents, my friends, anybody who would listen, that my, my perspective on the cassette deck inside a car was that the cassette deck was actually a crucial safety feature. That being able to have music in the car, my music in the car, And controlling the way that music was played was perhaps the difference between staying alert on a drive to and from college with all my possessions in the back seat in the trunk or falling asleep behind the wheel. I felt just as strongly when CDs came out, and I feel even more strongly now in the MP3 era with that auxiliary jack plugging into an MP3 player and hitting a playlist of my own creation uh, with artists that I deeply respect and admire can make a real difference. But getting ready for this long trip the thought occurred to me that I was a little bit worried that maybe, that no matter how safe I was as a driver, no matter how careful I was, there was always going to be that risk of not being alert, not paying attention, not having somebody who could call me on it if I did kind of lose track of what I was doing. And I'd never really gone on that length of a a ride before. My wife had gone ahead of me to the place we were going to be vacationing because I had to work. And again, the idea was if I was trying to catch up and drive straight through, how would I manage it? So what I did was I created a playlist called GAB1, my initials and the number one. And the idea behind it was that I was going to go through every one of hundreds of artists on my MP3 player. In fact, if I jump over and look right now, 1,700 artists on my MP3 player. Uh, There's actually more, but I'm accounting for things like soundtrack, original cast, various artists. Say 1,700 artists. Went through each one and said to myself, what is the one song from those artists? And I realized that I was that was too big of a going to be too big of a playlist. As it was, I ended up whittling it down to 562 artists, 41 hours of music that, if you put it on shuffle, 
could surprise you with the unexpected, was my thought about it. And I set up a couple of quick rules. One rule was that that particular musician or group or artist had to have more than one song on my player. If there was more than one song on the player, then I would seriously consider them for being part of this GAB1's list. And then I would pick either my favorite, not the first track and that other concept of the one that I first glommed onto, but my favorite, or a song that I was convinced would keep me alert and awake. So just to use one kind of quick example, for Aerosmith, the first track would probably be the song Combination, or maybe Last Child from Rocks. But I went with F-I-N-E from the Pump album, because I knew that that was one that would really you know get me going, get me thinking. I, I might even sing along, truth be had. And therefore, it was a better track for driving down the road and trying to trying to stay alert. So the whole idea of it was putting together combinations of things where when I heard a song by an artist, it would get me thinking about all the other songs I didn't pick by that artist and maybe even trying to give me to call to mind why I chose the one I did, in fact. I also knew that there wouldn't be any other songs by that artist in this playlist, which would reduce the temptation I might have to mess with the, with the MP3 player and skip forward and try to find more of something. It was one and done for all of them. And the idea was to just let that playlist play, but also let it make me think of things and kind of keep me energized and, and mentally engaged driving down the road. Because the way I manage MP3s is the way I'm going to manage today's show in that I just let it shuffle, let it go wherever it will, and create a mixture that, again, is in and of itself going to make you think and contemplate because you're going from uh, rock to country to rap to classical all in the same string. But on this recent trip, I was playing that playlist and, and decided that uh, maybe it was a little bit more than my wife wanted to listen to. And I jumped into the general population and just let it do shuffle against 13,000 songs to see what might happen. And the first track that kind of caught my ear off that was Danger Man. Uh, I really love this song from 99 and uh, was one of my favorites of that year, as a matter of fact. But we never heard much from them again after it, or at least I didn't. And that got me to thinking about what about all the artists, what about all the groups that were disqualified from that one playlist I'd created because they didn't meet that litmus test of having more than one song on the player. And if they're not one-hit wonders in the true sense of the word, maybe they're non-hit wonders, but at least these are songs that were hits for me. And there were more that I heard along the way during the trip because I began to listen for them. I was actually surprised that kind of going through it and using a different rule, this is, hey, there has to be one song and one song only, and I have to like it. I have to know it well enough. I was surprised that, for me, the list actually got to more than 100. Now, less than 200 out of 1,700 is a pretty good batting average because I'm betting that most people don't have the same kind of commitment to gathering and collecting music on an MP3 player the way I do. It's probably pretty common these days for a lot of people to have just the one song, in fact, maybe even just the hit song from any given band. But even where I picked the one song, I found I wasn't always getting hits. And as I go to the next song I want to play, it's a good example of it. From a 1970 album called The Partridge Family Album, David Cassidy and The Partridge Family. Don't get your hopes up if you're an you know, aging teeny bopper. This isn't the hit. It's a different track, an album cut from that called Point Me in the Direction of Albuquerque. <laughs> downtown feeling mighty good and I notice from the corner 
How all alone she stood Underneath the lamplight An angel in disguise Lonely little runaway With teardrops in her eyes Crazy little rag doll Her hair was wild and tossed And I put my arm around her Cause I knew that she was lost She didn't seem to notice That anyone was near Till suddenly she turned to me And whispered in my ear Yeah, not from a greatest hits album. This is just a, a deep cut from a Partridge Family album. I'm not even 100% sure that that song was even used in the TV show. But there's also a few on here that probably were arguably hits. If you were a fan of country music in the 1970s or early 80s, I'm not sure how long ago this was, you might be familiar with a David Frizzell track that can currently be found on the very best of David Frizzell, a collection gathered in 2009. It's called I'm Gonna Hire a Wino to Decorate Our Home. I came crawling home last night Like many nights before 
finally made it to my feet as she opened up the door and she said you're not gonna do this anymore she said i'm gone i'll wind up to decorate our home so you'll feel more at ease here and you won't need to roam we'll take out the dining room table we'll put a bar along that wall And a neon sign will point the way to our bathroom down the hall She said, just bring those Friday paychecks And I'll cash them all right here And I'll keep on tap for all your friends Their favorite kind of beer And for you, I'll always keep in stock Those soft aluminum cans And when you're feeling macho, you can crush them Like a man She said we'll rip out all the carpet And put sawdust on the floor Serve hard-boiled eggs, pretzels And I won't cook no more There'll be Monday night football on TV Above the bar And a payphone in the hallway When your friends can't find their car She said, I'm gonna hire a wino to decorate our home So you'll feel more at ease here and you won't need to roam We'll take out the dining room table and put a bar along that wall And a neon sign will point the way to our bathroom down the hall She said, you'll get friendly service And for added atmosphere I'll slip on something sexy And I'll cut it clear to hear Then you can slap my bottom Every time you tell a joke Just as long as you keep tipping Well, I'll laugh until you're broke She said instead of a family quarrel We'll have a barroom brawl When the Helms Bear says it's closing time, you won't have far to crawl. And when you run out of money, you'll have me to thank. You can sleep it off next morning while I'm putting it in the bank. She said, I'm gonna hire a wino and decorate our home so you feel more at ease And you won't need to roam Then when you and your friends get off from work And you have a powerful thirst Well, there won't be any reason why you can't stop off here first She said, I'm gonna hire a wino And decorate our home So you feel more at ease And you won't need to roam The inspiration for a lot of this comes from me thinking about my father. My father died quite quite a long time ago, two decades back. And if I think two or three decades even before that, one of my enduring memories 
is going from, it was usually a Sunday, going from church to that lunch with the family after church. And we would often go to a local, a very popular local pizza place that sadly doesn't exist anymore, where there was a jukebox. And a lot of those jukebox tracks were songs that either my father liked or tolerated. And maybe at some point this year, if I do something like this again, I'll do it around that mid-70s jukebox storyline. But for now, I want to go with another thing that reminds me of my father. He was a big fan of the artist Roger Miller. Introduced me to songs like King of the Road and Dang Me, for example. But my favorite Roger Miller track is not available on any of the Roger Miller albums I've ever seen. It's actually from the Disney animated uh, movie Robin Hood, the soundtrack to that, where Roger Miller appears in the movie as the rooster, the narrator, the talking and singing rooster, and sings the song Not in Nottingham. Now, I'm still not finding anything out there on MP3 that would be an official release of Roger Miller. But luckily for me, the, the band Los Lobos did a recording in 2009 called Los Lobos Goes Disney, and they have the track, Not in Nottingham. As it's ups and downs Sometimes ups I'll number the downs But not in Nottingham I'm inclined to believe If we weren't so down
I'm getting into this, I'm beginning to have questions about how often I'll be using complete songs or parts of songs. Haven't really thought that through yet. I'm really literally winging it. But I know the next one is going to be complete end-to-end because it's a relatively short track. And it's going to kick off a series of what I might call silly songs or fun songs. This is Jean-Yves Labatt, an amphibian chaff, from a 1973 recording called M. Frog. Thank <laughs> you. 
Turn on the surveillance monitors. Yes, sir. It's worse than I thought. Each morning at nine, they trickle through the gate. They go home early. They come in late. Reeking of cheap liquor, they stumble through the day. Never give a thought to honest work for honest pay. I know it shouldn't vex me. I shouldn't take it hard. I should ignore their capering with a kingly disregard. But look at all those idiots. Oh, look at all those boobs. An office full of morons. A factory full of fools. Is it any wonder that I'm singing, singing the blues? Yours is a heavy burden, sir. I'm just getting started. They make personal phone calls on company time. They Xerox their buttockses and guess who pays the time? Their blatant thievery wounds me. Their ingratitude astounds. I long to lure them to my home and then release the hounds. I shouldn't grow unsettled when faced with such abuse. I shouldn't let it plague me. I shouldn't blow a fuse. But look at all those idiots. Oh, look at all those boobs. An office full of morons. A factory full of fools. Is it any wonder I'm singing, singing the blues? What happened? Where are the instruments? I believe they call this a breakdown, sir. I can't have any breakdowns here. What if there was an inspector around? Play a guitar solo. <laughs> I'm a little out of practice, sir. I said do it. So do it, do it, do it. Yes, sir. Sufficient smithies. Excuse me. I said that's enough. Oh, sorry, sir. Thought I had my mojo working. <laughs> that man by the cooler drinking water as if it's free. Oh, that's Homer Simpson, sir. A drone from Sector 7G. Yes, we'll pull this Simpson to my office and stay to watch the fun. If he's six feet when he enters, he'll be two feet when I'm done. <laughs> it brings a ray of sunshine to my unhappy life. To make him kneel before me and slowly twist the knife. <laughs> look at all those idiots. Dude, look at all those boobs. An office full of morons. A factory full of fools. Is it any wonder that I'm singing, singing the blues? Take me home, sir. I'm trained. Surrounded by idiots. Outnumbered by boobs. An office full of morons. A planet full of fools. Singing the blues. Mr. Burns, you you make Muddy Waters sound shallow and cheerful by comparison. Thank you, Smithers. Meaningless but heartfelt compliments. I feel like I got a few things off my chest and under the chests of my inferiors. You're dead. Why are they still playing? Um. They're not still on Saturday, are they? We're not validating their parking, sir. Okay, that series ended with The Simpsons from, I think, the first album, for want of a better word, by The Simpsons as a television show called The Simpsons Sing the Blues, 1996. Look at all those idiots. Appealed to me in part because of the role that Harry Shearer plays in that particular song as the voice of uh, Mr. Burns and others. 
And before that, Hen House 5 Plus 2, and their uh, comedy novelty version of In the Mood, the Glenn Miller classic. I can't find a current CD that has that available. Mine came from a Lost Leader, kind of a sampler album, Warner Brothers put out in the 1970s called Limo. But it's not all fun and games. And I wouldn't want to imply that the songs that I'm picking and choosing from here are picked by me because I went out to get just the MP3. When I mentioned that I think a lot of people probably just have one song by an artist on their MP3 player, it is almost certainly because of iTunes and the iTunes approach to music. I have a very different approach to music. Uh, That uh, Labatt song earlier, Amphibian Chef, I pulled off my vinyl because I haven't seen it available in CD. But usually I'm going with CD. In fact, the next one I'm going to play, Desiree, You Gotta Be, I own both the CD single and the full-length CD. Just only one song from that full-length CD has made its way so far to my MP3 player.
The trip I mentioned a while ago that got me thinking in these terms of the sort of the one-hit wonders that might be on my my MP3 player was an anniversary trip, a wedding anniversary trip. And uh, while I was thinking about that and thinking about some of the songs that are the Lone Rangers on my MP3 player, a lot of them are there not because they're truly my music, but because they're our music in the sense of music belonging to my wife and I or to our story. And I've got to start that off with 1981, a song by Air Supply, the only song by Air Supply on my MP3 player, and the only song by Air Supply that ever will be on my, my MP3 player. Again, not there because of me. It's there because of us. It's Here I Am from the album The One That You Love.
was Magic from Pilot, preceded by the Ohio Players song Love Roller Coaster. That one might be the biggest hit that I've got on this list in terms of using expressions like one hit, wonder. But the song uh, Magic by Pilot is special for my wife because it's actually the theme music from her favorite slot machine, believe it or not. I'm not sure she remembered who it was or had any hope of picking out even the name of the song when the Cash Wizard game was playing it on our uh, first trip together to Las Vegas. I was able to track down the MP3 of that just to, from time to time, play it for her and, and give her a happy memory. Now, one of the challenges with not using the music of Kevin McLeod is how am I going to separate the different drummer from the rest of the inappropriate conversation today? And I think I'm going to do it first by doing an intro with a former different drummer. This is Mr. Dapper, one of the incarnations of Jacob Rellinger, who's a previous different drummer and whose music has appeared multiple times on the show because I'm a big believer. This one I'm going to describe as an electronica song featuring Mandy, his cohort in Nerd Hurdles, as the vocal in a track called Sweet Apple. And on the other side, we'll hit our different drummer this week. There's no connection whatsoever between the music of Mr. Dapper and our different drummer, Franz Joseph Haydn. It's just that I needed a way to move somewhat more instrumentally into this section of the show. Because Haydn may be one of the most important characters in the history of instrumental music. Looking at uh, Biography.com and the People section for Haydn, it says this, 
Over the course of his 106 symphonies, Austrian composer Franz Joseph Haydn became the principal architect of the classical style of music. The principal architect of the classical style of music. This in many ways makes him as significant or arguably more significant a figure than those who came immediately after him, like Mozart and Beethoven. Beethoven, in fact, was a student of Haydn's, uh, near the end of Haydn's career and the beginning of Beethoven's. From the Wikipedia article, James Webster notes Haydn's role in the history of music this way, quote, He excelled in every musical genre. He is familiarly known as the father of the symphony, and could with greater justice be thus regarded for the string quartet. No other composer approaches his combination of productivity, quality, and historical importance in these genres. So what does Haydn have to do with what I want to cover today in terms of one-hit wonders? Well, I'll tell you, there's a lot more than one track from Haydn on my MP3 player. Haydn, in fact, probably scored an entry in the Gab 1 list, as a matter of fact. And I'll play some of that particular symphony when I get to the end as the way of putting the other book in on this different drummer segment. He's that important. Now, he's justifiably not as famous as Mozart. I would not describe him as my favorite in terms of individual tracks. Certainly my favorite concertos come from Bach. I could make an argument that at least one of my favorite symphonies comes from Beethoven, not the first or the fifth or the ninth either. But I think without Haydn, we might not have those Beethoven symphonies, which is one reason for sort of singling him out. The other thing that I find really interesting about Haydn as a composer is his rags-to-riches story. He essentially came from uh, a great deal of poverty, not necessarily finding food on a consistent basis when he was young, and sort of worked his way into a point where his talent could be recognized and he might eventually be invited to become the court musician for a from one of the royal families. So uh, his work, I guess, his work ethic paid off later. The other thing I find interesting is his relationship with somebody named Maria Anna von Genzinger. Haydn, for want of a better word, demonstrated the quality that I would describe as intersexual friendship and did it almost 300 years before I ever had anything to say about it. His relationship with this woman named Marianne is unquestionably accurately described as platonic. There are details about Haydn's personal life that we frankly wouldn't know if it weren't for the letters that were exchanged between the two uh, being preserved and creating some sort of a record. Wikipedia describes their relationship this way. As her close platonic relationship with the composer began in 1789. Haydn wrote to her often, expressing his loneliness in his work position and his happiness for the few occasions that he was able to visit her in Vienna. Later on, he wrote to her frequently from London. Her premature death in 1793 was a blow to Haydn, and his F minor variations for piano may have been written in response to her death and his emotional response to her death. Modern historians refer to his relationship with her as an unrequited love. I'm not 100% sure that's true. That might reflect simply the bias of our times. But it is true that Haydn was a devout Catholic and uh, would not have done anything to interfere with the marriage of a uh, then a woman who was married to a doctor. So still all the same, intriguing, a demonstration to me that this kind of commitment can happen in a non-sexual relationship which is one of the themes that Inappropriate Conversations has explored a little bit over the years. If I was going to try to get us back into the musical focus and to tip a hat to Haydn for being the father of the symphony, 
although I may have a preference for some other concertos and even some other symphonies in full. My favorite movement of any symphony ever written is the second movement, Presto, from Haydn's Symphony No. 22 in E-flat major, The Philosopher, which is as good a way of any of transitioning out of the different drummer segment and back into the one songs. Thank you. 
some people may take classical music as a touch too serious. I don't know. There's something about that second movement from the Philosopher's Symphony that I don't find to be all that serious at all. It's perhaps jaunty, even. But at, at the risk of having veered into too serious a moment, let me take us right out of it with a 2010 song from Tender Trap called Do You Want a Boyfriend? Do you want a boyfriend? Sheriff is not too bad. Do you want a boyfriend? He's gotta have a brainchild. You be 
second song in that series was What Do All the People Know? from the Monroes, going back to 1982. The Tender Trap song can be found in Dansette Dansette, a CD that I don't have. I've got that one simply as a promotional track, in fact, a free song uh, that was put out there, I believe maybe on emusic.com, or possibly iTunes, not 100% sure. Monroe's was part of a self-titled EP that I had all the way back in 1982, still stands as one of my favorite songs of that era. So one of the things that Haydn brings to it is this notion of him being the father of the form, and it raises to some degree questions along topics like formalism. I've spoken critically of formalism in the past, particularly in the area of poetry. Inappropriate Conversation 75, Reason But No Rhymed Poetry, was in many ways a full-on rejection of the tyranny of formalism. But formalism does have a place. You have to actually establish something in order to kind of execute a variation against it or even to rebel against it. It's this notion of saying you can hold up the Christian ideal of turn the other cheek all you want to, but you do actually have to have a cheek if you're going to turn it. You have to be capable of defending yourself for nonviolence to be truly meaningful. So... In some ways, that's kind of an important idea for this time, as you know, cases of police uh, excessive force have led some communities in America to respond with protests, and some of those protests have turned violent, have veered into riot instead. And I think it's important to understand that you cannot turn a cheek if you don't have it. So there is a place for angry words. There's a place for, for some degree of overthrow, I guess would be the way that I would word it. So what I want to do now, though, is veer back toward the religious and say it is still important that we turn the other cheek. And one of my favorite moments in, I'm going to call it punk and folk history, is the solo albums by Exine Cervenka, former lead singer for the group X, and uh, a band that in its day, from, from a Los Angeles perspective, qualified as American punk. But her first couple of solo albums were much closer to folk music, including the album Running Sacred, released in 1989, which concluded with this track, Will Jesus Wash the Bloodstains from Your Hands? Forgive the killing and the 
wars you have planned Will Jesus wash the blood stains from your mentioned earlier songs that were given away promotionally that entered into my collection because it's the only way I ever would have heard of the groups. If I hadn't heard the Apples in Stereo through a free MP3, uh, I might have only heard them maybe through a podcast, maybe on KEXP out of Seattle or something like that. But I'm going to take you from alternative rock to folk rock to dance. We're going to head toward rap here in a minute. But first, let's hear Dance Floor from the 2010 album Travelers in Time and Space by the Apples in Stereo.
let's all sing Pop Goes the Weasel.
Excuse me, let me let you know the time on How I feel and what's on my mind Is you that I wanna be in my life And if it's possible, you will be my wife I'll lead you in the right direction, of course Never play you out, so there's no loss I'll be your love daddy, just wait and see That me and you, we were meant to be Like a queen, cooking clean Get your bubble bath ready so I can rub you with Noxine And watch how gentle I'll be when I rub your back And after that, there's dinner and cognac A little romance for the quiet storm And a lot of loving for the whole night long I'm gonna caress your body and give you a kiss And I'll rub you down where you've been missed Nibble on your navel and kiss your thigh Play with your hair, cause I'm on a love high Well, I don't know, it's the way that I am Introduce me to your mother and I say hello, ma'am Well, I don't know, it's the way I was brought up Respect my female and never get caught up in another affair And I believe the same, and if you try to be slick Then the doors will open Protect me and look out for my feelings And that's why I always try to be loyal and gentle Lay your lap, observe the females in case I must sleep camp And if I have to break out, you don't deserve to live the good life And love the black hummingbird It may be sexy, but it is true If you try to talk me, then I'm adore you But if you treat me right, then I'll treat you with open arms And a rose just to greet you Love you dearly, respect and care for you, my dear So how could you ignore the way I feel is real From the start, so I stop playing I mentioned that there would be rap. <laughs> so the first song after the Apples and Stereo was Third Bass, Pop Goes the Weasel, their uh, attempt to take down the regime of uh, Vanilla Ice from their 1991 album, The Derelicts of Dialect. And then Father MC, I'll Do For You, a track from his 1990 album, Father's Day. And one more, I think I have a funny story to tell. I was working in the record store at the time. And if I'm not mistaken, it's been a long time ago, so I may get some of the details wrong here. But I think Father MC was on tour as a warm-up for Boys to Men. I know that the, uh, the lead act in this was a very popular group at the time and had sold out the local amphitheater where I lived. And Father MC was the warm-up for that particular show. I had a relatively new employee working for me, and she was one of those people who was like 4.0, valedictorian, or at least salutatorian of her high school uh, just graduated, getting ready to go to college, raising money, kind of working two jobs to get as much as she could out of her last summer before she went off to college. And she didn't have really great product knowledge. And at this point, maybe she didn't have a, a lot of, you know, maybe 
good grace in terms of skills dealing with customers. Because into our store, on the afternoon before that concert that night, walks Father MC. Now, there's no reason why any of us, myself included, would have recognized him by name. But I think most of us recognized that he probably wasn't just a citizen in the town we were living in that we'd never seen before. There was something about him that seemed like he was out of town. He, frankly, seemed like an artist who was on tour, killing time before the show, which is what he was. And maybe there was something a little bit suspect in his judgment. Walking into a store, not introducing himself, just walking up to the first available clerk and asking if she can show him where he can find Father MC. My sales clerk looked at him, dead serious, not trying to insult anybody, and said, I don't know who you're talking about. This is, of course, not what Father MC wanted to hear on that particular day. And I, I told her, after smoothing it over and making it right, I told her that this was one of those stories that was going to get funny later. Well, it's later, and that's funny. To be honest with you, I don't know if I'll have the song I'll do for you on my MP3 player at all. I wouldn't have the music of Father MC if it wasn't for this story. Speaking of funny, let's go into a quick series, starting with one of my favorite comedy country tracks, Joe Diffie. From Third Rock from the Sun, released 1994, I'd like to have a problem like that. I'm not a wealthy man, don't pay for my suntan. I work out in the heat and the cold. Sometimes I'd like to be the big bad wolf Instead of just another sheep in the fold I hear the rich man holler about the shrinking dollar Cry about a luxury tax They won't let him ride off his little 80-foot yacht I'd like to have a problem like that Oh, I'd like to have a problem like that Should I buy the Porsche or the stretch Cadillac? I wanna drive fast or just ride around in the back. I'd like to have a problem like that. I saw a celebrity talking on the TV, looked like a tall Tom Cruise. He's seeing Sheila and Bambi, Linda and Candy, burning both ends of his views. He said he's suffocating, he needs a vacation, he can't Time to relax from all the kissing and hugging, the sweet talking, loving. I'd like to have a problem like that. Oh, I'd like to have a problem like that. Be a one man woman juggling act. How many can you keep in the air before you lose track? I'd like to have a problem like that. I'd like to be too thin I'd like to be too young I'd like to be too rich Should I kiss and tell And write a book on my life How much can I get For the movie rights Oh, I'd like to have a problem like that Be a tabloid star At the checkout rack Should I drag them to court Or tell them to kiss my facts I'd like to have a problem like that Give me those problems, I think that I can solve them I'd like to have a problem like that 
That was Klaus Nomi from his self-titled 1991 album, Total Eclipse, an artist that I first saw on the documentary music film Erg, A Music War, sort of a collection of different concerts put together with uh, one song each usually by each artist. Nomi left an impression, as you might imagine. And in between, She Ain't Pretty by Northern Pikes, the Canadian band's 1990 album was Snow in June. Feel like I need to insert some cheese here because there pr- frankly hasn't been as much of a cheese factor, at least not in my opinion, there hasn't been. The group The Poppy Family released a lot of music between 1968 and the early part of 1972 when Susan Jackson and Terry Jacks split, went their own ways with solo music. Both of them I think you'd call folk rock or singer-songwriter rock. Terry Jacks, the, uh, the man of the group, uh, obviously had the more successful hit with perhaps the cheesiest song in the history of the 1970s called Seasons in the Sun. If you don't remember the song, you may decide to go look. If you do, don't worry, I'm not playing that one. I'm going to go in the direction of Susan Jacks, and a track that can be found on a collection under the name of the Poppy Family, Good Thing Lost, I Thought of You Again, which is a song that I thought of again when I heard it recently on a Holly Cole album. Decided to make me go back and look for the original, and I'm kind of glad I did. Waiting for the train I didn't smile Cause for a while It made me think of you again The cars rolled by And just as I climbed on board I heard the old conductor cry Move on down to the end And I thought of you again One more time The train moved on With my nose against the glass I hummed a song It made me smile And for a while I just forgot that you were gone But when I came to that line About the one left behind I almost cried And as we rolled round the bend I thought of you again One more time And then I tried to go to sleep I thought of you again getting close to winding up this notion of the one song from artists. And and generally speaking, there's been some exceptions, but generally speaking, I cast no judgment on these bands. 
if there's only one song by the World Party that I really like enough to put into the blend of my 13,000 songs to carry around on an everyday basis, so what? Why would anybody take that as some huge insult? It's a good song, and it's a song I'm not going to give up. So it belongs on my player, even if it's the Lone Ranger. And I guess that's probably how most people feel if they just go to just go to iTunes and pick the one song they like from every album. The difference is, I've got the CD, Goodbye Jumbo, downstairs. I've had it since it came out in 1990. And even though this is the only track that I put on my player, it's one that I'm willing to, uh, I'm willing to shout about a little bit. It's called Put the Message in the Box.
that gets me through the wonders, the one tracks that I was going to play today. And I, I was tempted to call this part one because I won't be surprised if on an annual basis or something like that, I, I come back and revisit this. As I mentioned at the start, I found more than a hundred of these, and that really surprised me. None surprised me more than the song I'm going to use as the outro music today. Uh, I didn't expect to find just one song from Woody Herman, because I know that I don't have just one song from Glenn Miller, for example. But I do, for whatever reason, have just the one track from the Woody Herman story. This released in 1939 may or may not still be available on CD. I went looking for it because of Longines Symphonette Society. I mentioned them a couple of episodes ago. It was an important part of my childhood. My favorite song from the Mexicali Brass Collection my parents brought home years ago was La Cinquantaine. The English translation of that is The Golden Wedding. And The Golden Wedding was going to get the last word today through the clarinet of Woody Herman. Having said that, if you'd like to put some dialogue into this conversation yourself, I can be reached at IC underscore Greg at Hotmail.com. I do reply and correspond there. There's also a uh, website, www.inappropriateconversations.org. Show notes are posted for each show, and uh, comments are enabled there. On Twitter, I can be found at IC underscore Greg. I'm also IC underscore Greg at SoundCloud, where I've been posting clips from older shows. Both Inappropriate Conversations and Walk the Earth have pages on Facebook. You can like me there and see some of the things that I'm reading and thinking about as I you know, prepare for each show on a somewhat weekly basis. And finally, Inappropriate Conversations and Walk the Earth, sharing the same feed, the same RSS feed at the website, also can be found together under Inappropriate Conversations at Stitcher, Stitcher Smart Radio, for people who listen to podcasts on the go. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.